Hi there, this is Sherry Lee Myers. Welcome to How to Connect with Angels. We believe that no matter what, every person has the unconditional love and help of angels, our messengers from God. But we have to be willing to believe and we have to be willing to ask. That's what our film, The Glitch, that we are shooting here in New Orleans is all about with the help of some amazing music and talent. If you're curious, visit us at theglitchmovie.com and take a look. But now, right now, let's talk to someone who's devoted to helping us make a divine connection. Joseph Labruto is known as a spiritual healing medium, working in the same vibration as John of God. As a medium, Joseph has helped countless people through their grief by delivering validating messages of love, hope, and joy from the departed soul. The great John of God foretold Joseph's healing gifts several years ago. Since then, many have witnessed Joseph, man of God's miraculous healing of major diseases, emotional and physical trauma, depression, and addictions. As a sacred channel to angels and spirit guides, Joseph conveys godly words of wisdom in his books, audiobooks, cards, and meditations. Hello, 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 Joseph Lobruto, also known as Man of God. I am incredibly honored to have this chance to speak with you. Good morning, good afternoon there in Florida. Oh, good afternoon, Sherry. It's a pleasure um, being interviewed by you. You are one of South Florida's top mediums, I understand. And you also ha are recognized as one of the top 100 mediums in the country. Yeah, I, there's a book out there called The Top 100 Psychics in America. And I happen to made that book and also been tested um, here in South Florida and rated as one of the best top mediums in South Florida or in Florida, I should say. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Your first experience with the other side was when you were just a child, correct? Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I used to see spirits all the time, and I didn't know any difference. They looked like regular people to me. It's not like the Hollywood movies where they're all gruesome and gory. Um, they used to make me laugh, and um, I can remember to this day my father just yelling at me to go to sleep, and I'm thinking he let everybody in the house, and he's yelling at me. <laughs> and <laughs> it wasn't later on. I think I was age 10 when my grandmother passed away. She passed away in her sleep. And first time I got to go to a funeral, I remember my father taking me to her casket, telling me this is our last chance to say goodbye. And, you know, days later, as I was walking into my bedroom, there's my grandmother sitting on my bed, plain as day, smiling at me. And that's when I realized I was seeing ghosts. And it scared me. I remember running out of the room screaming, but to this day, I always remember what she said and said, Joey, I didn't have a chance to say goodbye and I love you. And those words always resonated with me. Um, but that was my childhood experience then um, when I first started seeing. And then what happened was that in your, in your teens and throughout, not until you were in your 20s, no, early 30s, is that correct? Is that when you lost yeah. your cousin Joey? Yeah, By the way, yeah. uh, Joseph, I'm sorry. I just want to stop for a minute to let people know that what we're describing, what Joseph is talking about, is in the first chapters of his new book, 
called Speaking to Heaven. That is an absolutely beautiful book. So, Joseph, about your cousin Joey. Yeah, what happened is after I saw my, my grandmother, I shut down. I started sleeping with my head underneath the covers and lights on till I stopped seeing spirits. When my cousin Joey passed away, I remember attending his funeral. And afterwards, I was driving home, sitting on a red light, and I heard his voice clear, clear as day. As I turned to the passenger side, there he was with this big grin on his face, and he wanted to talk to his wife, Mary Lou. He left behind his wife and two children. So long story short, I gave a validated message to her that opened up heaven's gates for me. Ever since that, um, the gates opened and loved ones just started to flow in. Yeah, so the messages I gave to my cousin um, from from my, my deceased cousin Joey was just so 100% on and stuff that I didn't even know about. Yeah. And, um, and that gave me validation. And all of a sudden, I just started to do experimenting and doing some more readings with strangers. And I was 100% validated on those two. And the list just started to grow. And I started getting stronger and stronger um, with my with my work as a medium. You have this amazing ability to help us connect with our departed loved ones on the other side. And you have talked about that in your book speaking to heaven is that correct yes that's that's correct um we all have the ability to speak with our loved ones you really don't need a medium all the time what i tell people what i've learned is heaven is within it's within our soul it's within our heart so when we speak to our loved ones do not listen to a voice from the outside but listen to the voice inside pretend you're having a conversation with them Ten, you're five years old and you have that imaginary friend. What would they say back to you if I asked them this? You have that rapport back and forth. You're actually communicating with them. The difference between me and a regular person who's connecting with their relatives is that when you know your relative, you know, like, for instance, if you know your mom and your dad, you think you're making it up in your head because you know all about them. With me, I don't know the person, and when I start to say things, they go, oh, my God, yeah, how did you know that? How did you know that? Mm -hmm. um, so you just have to trust and believe that you are communicating with them and go within your heart to talk with them. You've also created an audio book called The Promise. Tell me what that's about. Well, in the book, Is There More to Life Than What We Know, chapter 15 is the promise chapter. And I decided to take that chapter and make it into an audio book and how it came to be, it's the metaphysical teachings of Jesus. So it's what's written in the Christian Bible, but it's done in a metaphysical twist. It takes New Age philosophy, Judaism, and Christianity, and it kind of blends it all in one. And it's the channeled messages where I go into trance and I bring in Yeshua, who is Jesus, to speak. He speaks through me. He teaches lessons. Um, it's orchestrated to music um, by... Man Parrish, um, who was known as the godfather of hip-hop in the days of the 80s, and he put the music together for me. <laughs> Funny story, how he met me was he was in one of my seminars, my healing seminars, seminars I'm sorry, and he, had, I healed, he said I healed his foot, and, when he, and he wanted to do something special because he had this pain in his foot for so many years, and all of a sudden, the next day, it was gone. So he asked about creating music for me. He said he was a music producer, and I had the idea to put this promise audiobook together of the metaphysical teachings of Jesus. And that's what that's all about. Talk for a moment about spirituality and religion. Yes. Yes. What 
what do you have to say at this point in our earth and our human revolution about moving into spirituality and away from religion if that's what you are talking about? Do I have that right? Yes, it's correct. I'm going to just talk a little bit about spirituality. Spirituality is a belief in God, believe that we are one with God, that we can speak with God, that God is part of us. We don't need to participate in any religion or organization to do that. Just trust that God is within us and believe. The um, total message is the love. You know, we come from love, we give out love. And, and that's the spirituality aspect of all this. Religion, religion is more, I don't want to say dogmatic or more organized. And um, sometimes it gets a little bit to where they condemn and they put fear into the base and religion about if you do this, God's going to punish you. And it's not like that at all. In spirituality, God loves us. God will not punish you. God is all forgiven. You know, just learn from what you have done and ask for forgiveness. And that's the difference between the spirituality and some religions. Now with the Christians um, teachings that all of a sudden, wow, you're psychic. That means you're working for the devil. And I don't believe in the devil. I believe that um, I don't believe in hell. I believe that um, the next step from here is the heavenly realm, and this is where we step into. If anything is hell, is what we're living in here on this earth plane, and we're here to learn lessons, and then we just graduate. Um, hell wasn't even described. Jesus didn't ever talk about hell. He said hell was a, he compared it to a rubbish dump that people picked the trash. That's what Jesus called hell. I, I don't know. I did yeah. not know that. That is amazing. Yep, we got turned around. You know, these fires burned at these dumps where they burned the trash at night. And all of a sudden, it got changed to say that the fires burn where the bad doers get thrown into the pits of the fires and stuff. Oh. And in the medieval times, it all got turned around. And and now in where we are now, people are believing in this um, hell, this um, damnation. And, you know, in this fear. If you could just let go of the damnation and just learn that we just... Live by that golden rule. Do unto others as you do unto yourself. That is it. Jesus taught that golden rule. If you live by that golden rule, you have no problem in this life. I think, Joseph, probably or possibly one of the uh, obstacles to to that golden rule is that people don't love themselves. Right? A lot of people do. Yeah, that is correct. A lot of people will, will... reflect what they're feeling upon themselves onto others and will um, cause pain towards others. But the key is to love yourself first and to be comfortable in your own shoes. And then you can live by that golden rule. Okay, so, so let's go to healing, your work as a healer, because that's it's such magnificent and, and miraculous work. Can you talk about your visit with John of God in 2012 yeah it was an incredible experience and I you know this is something I a friend of mine um, she was ill and she asked me if I would accompany her to go see John of God and John of God is an incredible healer the way he heals he channels he channels these spirit guides entities doctors to heal through him and I began as a channel and I thought maybe this man could help me become a stronger channel to my collective which I call my guides and so this is why I went there. So long story short, I got to meet him a few times. 
And he informed me that I was to become a healer to prepare myself. He awarded me these crystals. They're called male-female crystals, which I spoke, told me to meditate with them every day. And I'll be connected to the casa. I'll be connected to his guides, his spiritual leaders, to help me enhance my abilities. So I, for a year's time, I, every time before I do my work as a medium, I would meditate with these crystals. And, and then all of a sudden, it was like a year later, I had someone... Uh, I was teaching a workshop. I teach a workshop called Contacting Your Angels and Spirit Guides. And I had a woman there who was involved in a car accident who didn't think she could sit through for a long time without pain. And asked me permission if she could leave. And I said, sure, if you need to slip out, you can slip out. Well, she went completely under where her head dropped right between her knees. She was like that for an hour. When at, at the end of the class, when I, all the students came out of their, their um, meditation, she was still out. Eventually, she started coming out of it, and she looked up, and she said, Joseph, I could have swear you were holding me down all this time. And all the students saying, no, Joseph's been sitting in that chair all this time. She said, her back doesn't hurt anymore. Uh. And that's when I realized what John of God said. So I started experimenting a little bit, doing little small circles, and I had a, uh, a woman, Natalie, with stage four cancer. Uh. Uh, she only had a couple months to live. There. Her doctor, she's also an oncology nurse, so she works with cancer patients all the time. Oh, wow. So she was supposed to get her affairs in order. She had time off, and I said, let's, let's experiment. Why don't you come to my office once a week? Well, this was October 2013, and in December 2013, she got her biopsy done, and she was completely cancer-free. Uh. Uh, wow. This is I said, like, <laughs> God is healing through me that this is something. So I start I started putting circles together. And this is where my assistant Terry, who you inter- interviewed Terry Miller, where yes. I got to meet she was in one of my healing circles and um she had problems with lifting. She couldn't lift her arms over over her head because of her shoulders. She told me uh, days after the healing there was no more pain, and now she's putting stuff up on shelves. And this is going about three, two years ago. <laughs> so, uh, uh. another assistant of mine, Stacy, had Crohn's disease for many years, and she's completely Crohn's free. And that's a disease that's really hard to get rid of. Um, her doctor said that if he didn't take the test himself, he wouldn't believe it because then the sign says that she never had Crohn's. So. So this is what my life is turning into, and this is where I was titled Joseph, um, South, I was South Florida medium, Joseph, psychic medium, Joseph, that was my title, but now it's turning into Joseph, man of God, because of the aspects I'm doing with the healings and the bringing the messages from the loved ones, and also the channeling of angels and spirit guides, and, um, and those channelings mainly go into my writings, like the book you read, Speaking to Heaven, Is There More to Life, and all the affirmation CDs and meditation CDs I'm coming out with are all channel messages. Let's talk about why you wrote Speaking to Heaven. What compelled you to start that book? Again, is it because you're channeling and it's time for another book? So you're working with your guides and it's like, okay, Joseph, let's go. Is, is that how it happens? Yeah, with, with Speaking with Heaven, you know, the first book I wrote is a metaphysical book. It's If you want any answers to the metaphysical reality of paranormal, supernatural, extraterrestrials or anything, that's what the first book's about. But my clientele, when they see me, they want to connect with their loved ones. They want to know they're okay. I get questions like, what is heaven? Where is heaven? 
How can I speak to our loved ones? Uh, signs. What signs do I look for? So I was getting bombarded with these questions that I keep on answering people. And I said, let me put something together <laughs> that will answer all the questions for everybody. And I said, hey, it's all in the book now. So I decided to sit down last, last year, about this time last year, and I started to put all my notes together. And then I had the idea to share stories about my readings, about my sessions with people so people can relate um, to a person that maybe is in the story that I write. So I started to put short stories on some of the readings that I put in the, into the book as well. You know, I'm also a reverend, and I do get calls for when people last... I don't do the last rites, but I do come in because they want to know more about heaven and they're, they're afraid, they're afraid to, to pass away. And normally, um, so when I go there, um, when family members and, and you know, they have a hard time talking to the person who's ill, who's about to pass away, and to express themselves and, and talk about heaven to them, or even talk about what they need to do and, and preparation. And so this is why I came up with this idea of helping to talk with the loved ones. It's okay. Um, instead of putting your head in the sand, a lot of people hold on to the guilt as well of yeah. their loved ones. Thing. And in that chapter, it, it tells, it talks about not holding on to that guilt. It talks about the karmic fact that this person is going through this illness for a reason that sometimes we don't, we, we cannot, we cannot control what happens. We cannot help, you know, um, you know, so you shouldn't feel guilty that that person. So I, I go into that as well. Uh, let's speak about the last chapter. Let's talk about speaking to heaven because you are um, empowering us to have our own practice and our own uh, open channel with those that we love on the other side. And one of the subtleties that you're talking about, you say, you know, to use your mind, first of all, we're meditating and we're raising our spiritual awareness. And then you say something which I found so intriguing. You say, be patient until you receive a reply that did not come from your own mind. Now, that occurs to me that we really, you need a very quiet mind and space to be able to separate what you want to hear from what is truly coming from your your loved one, yes. Yeah, that's that's completely uh, correct. Um, we we sometimes we want to hear what we want to hear from them, and it's our own consciousness getting in the way of what the true message is. So we need to separate what we're thinking. You know, for an example, I have a lot of people who come to me where they feel um, that their passed over loved one is upset with them um, for decisions that they have made or um, the way they're living their lives. And if you're talking to your loved one through yourself, you're probably thinking that, oh, they're upset with me and they think this of me. That's why it's very important to separate your personal thoughts and what would they say? And most likely they'll say, it's okay, don't be so hard on yourself. You're learning a lesson. So this is where the separation comes when you meet people, is your signal on? Do you manage? I understand from your book that you know now how, obviously, how to protect yourself and how to be in your mediumship and how not. But how do people know they're light workers? Do you see that? 
you know, light workers automatically, you know, to determine a light worker is a person who loves to give, to give of themselves to help others. That's oh. the definition of a light worker. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's so simple. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's the definition of a light worker. Um, about me, me being on, like the question you ask about, you know, turning on and turning off. Yes, I when I'm off, I like I always tell people there's Joseph and there's Joe. <laughs> and Joe likes to have fun. He likes to go out dancing. He likes to go to the movies. He likes to hang out with friends. Likes to go fishing and be an average Joe. Joseph, he's the spiritual one. He's out there giving messages, healing people. And I do a great blend of both. I make sure I have a um, blending of both physical and spiritual. Because um, if I get too much into the spiritually, I lose myself. And I like to be more grounded, too. So it's very important to have a, a great ground. You have been interviewed by a television series about your work. Yeah, we're doing, um, it's HBO right now, they're, they're filming for, uh, it's an independent company that's it's supposed to be aired on HBO, it's it's two years in the making so far, it's funny, I tell them, I was 45 pounds heavier in long hair when they started, now I'm 45 pounds <laughs> short hair, and people are going to think, wow, what kind of diet did he get on? <laughs> no kidding, what, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> it's only it's been two years. Um, Good for you. But the doc- <laughs> documentary they're putting together um it's four elderly women who lost their husbands and it's a different take on the grieving process of what they're going through and i had the opportunity to sit with the four women to bring their at least i brought three out of four women's husbands through for them Uh, the woman who was more skeptical um i had a hard time bringing her husband through but the other women that were very open Mm -hmm. they did hear from their husbands and they got they filmed that um, for the show whenever it's aired um, but it's more of a um, documentary film, not a series, but a documentary film. Oh, that's going to be so fascinating. And how how really beautiful that you can be such a, gosh, such a support to people who are going through so much trauma of losing the person that they love. And now with your help, we can look past that grief to keeping a connection for the rest of our own earthly lives. Mm-hmm. Yay. Thank you. Can we talk a moment about your connection with angels and where your angels figure in to your work? All right. Um, my first, well, I have to say my first experience with an angel was I was involved in an auto accident. Oh, uh, down here in South Florida where I was driving a van and a car lost control on the turnpike, Florida turnpike, and, and hit me. I was seatbelted at the time, but my seatbelt came undone, and I found myself suspended in midair as the van rolled around me. And I was just like, I felt like somebody was holding me as this van was rolling until it came to a stop, and then I went down. So I felt that was my guardian angel. And I felt like I was supposed to be here for, <laughs> and I was in my early 20s when this happened. I wasn't even doing any of this work. I wasn't doing any mediumship work or channeling. This all happened. So there was a reason why I had to survive that accident. And so that was my first experience with angels <laughs> right there. Wow. Connecting with the angels, um, it was later when I started to do my channeling, and I was channeling my collective with spirit guides. And I remember my daughter um, was taking notes. She was 14 at the time. 
And as I was channeling, and all of a sudden, you know, she said, Dad, your posture's starting to change. Your lips look pouty. You're talking like a woman. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this angel, who identified herself as Genevieve. Now, this is in my first book, the whole story about Genevieve. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting that book. I'm, I'm uh, Okay, <laughs> this is great. Go for well, it. She identified herself as my guardian angel, and she is here to raise the vibrations on the earth that we're not alone that she comes from love and peace and that we're all part of God. So she started to express the message to my daughter that way. And she became a part of my channel collective that I collect, that I write about. And we started writing about, I started writing about her lessons and who she is and why she's there. When my healing abilities came in, in 2012, 13, I started connecting with the archangels, Michael, Raphael, especially Raphael, the healing angel. Yeah. And I could feel them incorporate with me as I'm, as I'm, when I heal somebody, I'm standing behind them and I'm, it's called divine energy healing, mm -hmm. where I'm putting this energy into the person, but I could feel its presence just kind of overwhelm me of stepping into, I have to just say like stepping into my body. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's just an increase of frequency and energy that comes out as these archangels work with me. I'm able to call upon who I need. Like if I feel that somebody needs protection from negativity, I call in Michael to come in, yeah. Raphael for healing. Um, Raziel, I use Archangel Raziel for developing of the psychic mind. So, so the angels are now working through me. The archangels are working through me as well as the ascended masters and spirit guides. Ah. Uh. Thank you. Thank you for explaining that. And I uh, am going to encourage anyone listening who is passionate about angels and developing their connection to get Joseph Lobruto's first book, Is There More to Life Than What We Know?, as well as all of the other amazing material that is available on his from his Facebook page. And also you have a website, Joseph? Yep, the website is ourjourneyoflife.com. Ourjourneyoflife.com. Okay, thank you. Joseph, I have one last question. Do you have anything from your perspective as a healer, a medium, a spiritual guide, anything that you're getting that's a consistent message? Yeah, it's, you know, it, it, it has been amazing. This past year has been a major shift in frequency. Um, America is divided uh, for the first time um, since the Civil War. And um, there's a reason for that. It's just the energy and the vibration has shifted. And it's a part of our growth of enlightenment. If you look at Revelations in the Bible, I hate to bring up the Bible on that, but there is supposed to be come a time when, and if you look at the New Age aspect of the, the New Age coming in, the time of Aquarius, and we have to go through a dark part of time before we enter into that light of, golden, of the golden years. I write about this in my first book, too, about the New Age coming in. Um, this is what I call the drags of times right now, the shift of energy. It's a battle between light and light-minded thinking, dark-minded thinking, where, um, you know, the, the light-minded thinking is more protecting a Mother Earth and looking out for your other man, and the dark-minded thinking is more based out of fear-based and instead of love and light. And, and this is where it's coming through. 
you know, we had the Obama administration where it was more peaceful and more calming and where the Trump administration is bringing more fear um, into it. And these are the dualities that we have to deal with and go through. It's karmic. I believe we have to go through it. It was put there for a reason. It's just to make us stronger. Um, it's like the people standing up for their rights right now, the petitioners, the walks. Um, you know, it's like the Vietnam War all over again when people protested. And, you know, this is what's happening now. The We talk about the light workers protecting Mother Earth and doing this. A lot of the protesters are like the light workers coming out today just saying, hey, enough's enough. Can't you see this is changing? We don't want this. And um, so, you know, it's not a battle between Democrats and Republicans. It's nothing like that. So um, you know, me, I'm a registered Republican. And I have to say, you know, it's not like that at all. It's not Democrat versus Republican. It's it's the vibration of a frequency that is more heavier than lighter. It's beard more based on fear. And this is what we have to live through and we have to be strong and let our light shine through. And how do you prescribe as a healer, how do you prescribe each of us in our individual lives live become strong? How do we do that? Well, we cannot give in to the fear. That's the first thing. Um, we have to shine our light through. We have to realize that it's not as bad as we, as they say it's as bad. We have to send love out there. When we send back, it gets mirrored back to us. So we have to bring love into this world, peace into this world. When we have this heavy negativity energy coming to us, just just send love right back to it again, and try to keep positive mind that everything is just ter- everything is temporary. Yeah. Things change, and just remember, this is not here forever. It's just a temporary phase. We'll get through it. We'll live through this pain, and then things will get better. Oh, Joseph, thank you so much. That's truly. Truly helpful. Truly helpful. Thank you so much. Your words and your work and your presence and your energy. I'm looking at your your I'm looking at your photo with your beautiful smile and your you are beautiful. You're really beautiful. And I am really touched in my heart that you've taken this mission on and you've become so um available to us and so willing and I truly truly urge folks go to joseph lobruto spiritual healing medium on our website we'll have the link to your page and avail yourself of all of this magnificent material if you liked this recording and benefited from it please for heaven's sake share it with your friends if you loved it and want to hear more go to theglitchmovie.com forward slash how to connect with angels where you can listen and subscribe thank you so much